Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda, hello, Sim. We have had so much great feedback about you coming on this podcast that we, like our team made a separate Slack channel just entitled it Feedback. And it's meant to be feedback for like that everyone sends in because we're so thankful that our community will be like, hey, I love this episode or this was quite interesting. This made me think. But the amount of ones that have just been like, Maya is great, Maya is fantastic, <laughs> has been so sweet. I also wanted to just take a second to say Maya's name is spelled M-A-I-A. She got so much She got so much feedback, she started turning into a diva and she was like, but they're not even spelling my name right. I was like, no. do you know what that means? It means like hundreds of people have had feedback for you and now you can nitpick how they spell your name. No, it's not because of that. It's because my entire life, so Maya, it's spelled Māori because I'm Māori, M-A-I-A, and everyone spells it as Mia. And so my entire life, people have been spelling my name as Mia. It's not just because I'm like, um, get my name right. Like I'm famous, guys. Like absolutely not. It's just like three episodes pers- in. <laughs> put some respect on it. Honestly, it's just like a personal pet peeve. And I honestly wasn't like peeved about it when I see it. But I'm just like, that's not my name. You know that song? That's not my name. Is that what goes through your head when you get great feedback? No, when I see my name spelled as Mia though. But thank you so much for the feedback. It honestly boosts my confidence so much because this is such a new territory for me and I get quite nervous, especially like not wanting to sound dumb or anything like that. So it's really, really heartwarming to hear that people take value from things that I'm contributing towards. So thank you so much. How is anything you've ever said on this podcast dumb? Like I think if you ask, there's no dumb question. Like you can't ask a question and be like, oh, I'm not smart enough for knowing this. Because at one point, like no one knew this. Like at one point I was Googling the questions that you were asking. Like if you're dumb, I'm dumb with you. That's why we're friends still. That was so disgusting. Okay, (laughs) let's get straight into the episode. I'm excited for this week's chat because we're speaking about, this week's episode is coming from a kind of viewpoint that I kept seeing in a post we made we made a post about the importance or like the benefits of starting your own business especially as a woman of color or a person of color because there's more flexibility in your time there's less Mm -hmm. bias as to like promotions there's just more like benefits but a lot of the comments section was around well I don't have funding to start my own business and I can't start my own business because I don't have a lot and women and people of color actually like make less to begin with so we're more disadvantaged we also have like not as highly wealthy networks be like Mm -hmm. hey I'm starting a candle business like can you fund this like Jan from the office like that kind of vibe however and I, and I get that, like, you know, less than 2% of VC funding went to women, which means 98% of VC funding, like money towards people starting successful businesses like the next Uber or the next Apple went to men. Wow. Isn't that insane? That is actually insane. Like women are not being given the opportunities to create their own businesses. But in saying that, I wanted to share or shed light on like maybe some of the scrappy ways that I have been able to Mm -hmm. because every business I've started has been, I think, less than $500, like every single business. Really? Whether they've been like five-figure businesses or six-figure businesses or now seven-figure businesses, they've never actually needed a lot. And I think that's come from 
the fact that because I didn't have a lot to begin with, I just learned to be resourceful. Mm, so I want to share yeah. what I did so that, you know, you don't have to start from the bottom and be like, well, someone did it this way. I have to, but at least like sharing what I learned. Yeah. is really good to hear, especially for those who don't have a lot of putia, a lot of money to start off with. So what were the costs of running GTI at the beginning? So at the start, it was really simple and it still is quite simple. I bought a domain name, Mm girlsthatinvest.com, and I went to Google, on Google, you can buy domains, you can buy them from multiple sources like GoDaddy. And that was like $30 New Zealand, maybe like 18 US dollars a year. I was like, okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Put that down. Then I went and bought a microphone and Sonia bought a microphone and those were $200. They were Blue Yeti microphones, which were very cheap. tell if you listen to the first episode they (laughs) definitely don't sound like what we do now and then I went and got free recording software which we then edited on like we record on the same software that we would edit on and that was like the equivalent of GarageBand it's called Audacity Mm -hmm. it is so cheap I mean it's free but it looks (laughs) so cheap but it gets the job done it lets us cut out pauses or cut out coughs or like add like music Mm -hmm. I got a royalty-free song, like at the start of the episode, you know, like the, oh, ding, the music. Ding, ding. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it before. <laughs> and that was it. Like that was the cost. And I was like the kind of commitment that we had made is like we'll do this free for a year. Mm-hmm. So we weren't taking a salary. We were like we'll take out money from the company once we like start making money. But that was the goal. And in terms of like hours, like I was quite comfortable with the effort that I was putting in while like we were both using our nine to five jobs to Mm -hmm. fund like our time. So the time was huge. The time commitment was astronomical. What was your your time commitment and Sonia's time commitment? I think so for recording, I think for Sonia, like it would be like two or three hours of research and then like the hour to record an episode. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was probably putting in I'm also very slow, so it's not concise, but it eventually became like another full-time job for me mm-hmm. on top of my work. But I would just do it in the evenings, like after work, like trying to talk to like clients and trying to get like sponsorships and trying to get our name out there and like trying to get us into like events and just like hustling. And that was really fun. And obviously growing the social media, like I loved that. And so it didn't feel like work. And that would that would be the conversation we'd have where someone would be like you're doing a lot and I'm like I get that but it doesn't feel like work and therefore I'm happy to do it that's cool so it truly was a passion project and although you didn't spend a lot of money you spent a lot of time building goods at invest absolutely I think it comes down to the idea that you actually do not need a lot to begin with an online business like we didn't need a rental or office like we just recorded from home like you don't need because it was just audio at the time we didn't need to get like video cameras and like a podcast editor like we just learned to edit ourselves like I just watched a YouTube video learned how to edit then showed Sonia how to edit and like that was like how we that was it that's how we do it and so editing took a bit of time and we would just like alternate like I'd edit one week she'd edit the other like that's just how it worked and it was so great because it was just so easy and mm-hmm. we didn't need like a social media manager because I was like, I can learn how to do that. Like mm-hmm. that's my forte. It was just so fantastic. And we just really went by the like, what's the saying? By the like heels of our foot, the scraps of our 
something bootstrapped (laughs) yeah we bootstrapped it um and I think people expect to like when you start like oh my goodness do I have to go out and buy like you know those big podcast boards that people have with all the like up and down like knobs that you can press people think we need that you absolutely do not we would plug it into our laptop and click play Wow. And just record. That's really, really refreshing to hear, especially as someone who has seen all of these like gadgets and things and think like, oh, before I start, I actually have to get all of this stuff first because there's not a lot of transparency with people saying like literally all I bought was like a microphone. I have my like 12 year old laptop. I found some, I just Googled my way through figuring out how to edit and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that's really inspiring and really a good thing for people to know is that you can just Google it, YouTube. Honestly, and and now that you have like people like us that have been there and done that and done all the Googling and done all the YouTube, like we have years under our belt of like, this is what worked and this is what didn't. Mm. And now like here it is for free in like a mainly packaged podcast. podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Sim, so what are the costs of running GTI now? Okay, running GTI now has significantly more costs. And I will be transparent, last year we spent half a million dollars on costs. Whoa. Yeah. But last year involved a book tour around the world. Yeah. It involved (laughs) multiple cities, stops. I don't know if it's well known, but like publishers don't cover that. Like if you want to do that stuff. Do they not? If you want to do that stuff, it is like on your own accord. And for us, we had so many people being like, come to the city, come to this, we'd love to see you. And to me, I was like, I want to, like Mm. I've, everything we've done has been online. It's been like Zoom webinars and workshops and meetings. And I want to meet, like, I want to meet the community. Mm. Like I want to see who these people are. Like we don't really know. And so it was worth every penny. Like I had the best time. We once had someone drive like her dad drove her out of state to come and see us in LA it was like a two-hour drive like that's the kind of stuff that I'm like whoa I would not have known we had had an impact on anyone to that extent Mm -hmm. like so that was insane so I'll tell you the costs of everything in and I'll try and keep it I mean we've shared this online so Mm. this is not like completely new information but things like book related expenses and overseas expenses which were obviously book related expenses like that almost fell into a hundred thousand dollars because that's flights and accommodation but then the event venues right food we Mm. fed everyone I almost considered like not doing food because food is such it's like a wedding you know when you have a wedding wedding it's the costly. cost of the event yeah it's basically it was like a little mini wedding at every place would go like food and then drinks and then venue. Um, venue and for every single person that came we gave them a free book the ticket that they would purchase would cover the book mm-hmm. so the book was free mm-hmm. so that for us was not an ex- a huge expense because it got covered but like everything else was like the venue higher then they had like the sound system people your time time then like obviously like paying for the people that came their time so that was a huge time suck then we had our wages and salaries between Sonia and I and so that was obviously quite large Mm -hmm. now we have extra people on our team we have a full-timer who helps with like virtual assistant and operations work Mm -hmm. who 
is like honestly has changed my life god sent god sent right mm-hmm. and then we have now like a podcast editor that edits for us so sonia and i have retired from editing which <laughs> i think was to the benefit of every listener out yes. there and that you know takes up a, quite a a decent chunk but it's great because now we have professionals in those spaces doing what they do there's not a lot of overhead though so our it expenses for the year in the last financial year was only six thousand dollars so it is like our software that we use it's like our we use monday.com which is Mm -hmm. like a web scheduling like scheduling service that helps us work out like okay what's the podcast going to be have they come up and now that we have more people involved there's more like processes involved it it allows us to be like okay what speaking events is sim doing where are they at have they been confirmed what's next Mm -hmm. is sonia joining like xyz and then we have a lot of like operational expenses so like accounting for example like these are little things that add up accounting for example was two thousand dollars for the year not too bad we spent four thousand dollars on we would like give gifts to people that like came on the show or like people that helped us out in certain ways like Mm -hmm. if someone was like if someone made a nice introduction for us we'd be like oh we'll send them flowers Mm. and so we spent like yeah we spent like 630 dollars on that so not a lot that's That's probably like six people's worth of like flowers home office expenses was like 120 (laughs) dollars legal expenses was two thousand dollars legal expenses like someone to like check up on any contracts that we have licensing and registration is quite expensive at six thousand dollars like trademarks and making sure that that was all done the rent for the office that I eventually got was $8,000 for the year. Like this place that we're mm-hmm. in right now. Yep. Obviously, as Maya looks around, it's nothing special, but it like does the job. It's a few minutes from my house. Exactly. It's what you need. It's what we need. And so the biggest costs last year were wages and salaries, contractor payments. So people that don't work for us full time, but like we needed them for like, hey, we're going to go to the city. We need like a video editor. We need mm-hmm. like a co-host. We need someone to jump on and do like AV work and honestly just book related expenses. Like I'm excited for this year because we're obviously not going to be promoting the book as heavily. And for business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. And yeah, so that like just traveling had taken up a big chunk. Hmm, that's really interesting. So the kind of operational costs weren't too extravagant, but because you had this essentially 
year-long world tour that was the most expensive. Yeah, like our domestic travel was a total of $57. (laughs) (laughs) Was that like an Uber somewhere? It must have been. It honestly must have been. And then like we updated our equipment. That was probably the biggest other jump. Like that was Mm $27,000. So like the new microphones, the new podcast setup, the soundproofing, the getting everyone else's equipment and Mm -hmm. making sure like we all had high quality up-to-date tech. Like that was really a big cost for us but yeah in terms of running the business I think this year it will not be like 500,000 I think it'll probably be around 300 and that's actually mainly just the wages oh okay because it's not a if you have an online company that's actually not a lot of overhead you don't need a big office you don't need to be like everyone's remote and everyone has the benefit of working hours in your own time, which then means that you don't need an office that's open 24-7 mm, with lighting yeah. and food and coffee and, like, little things that add up. I would like that. I think that'd be so fun. But we actually just, like, some of us live in Australia, some of us live in Canada, some of us <laughs> live in New Zealand. I love that transparency, Sim, as uh, I like to say interested. Other people may say really nosy. Super nosy. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear those numbers. Thank you. What did you not realize would be such a big expense? What do you think I'm going to say? (laughs) (laughs) The book tour? Traveling, yeah. Events were, and I think that was my own fault. So I don't know if people picked up on this, but we did not take a sponsor for the book tour. You didn't. So we didn't say like, hey, come listen to us. And then here's like a like 20 minute, you know, acknowledgement for a sponsor that we had. Like I wanted it and to be. And these stickers were like everywhere. everywhere. I think sponsors would have been so cool. And we did consider it and we almost did it. Actually, it was timing that didn't work out for one of them because it was one that we really loved in Australia that we were going to work with. But for the rest of the world, it was actually more about, it, well, to me, it felt like I just want this to be purely about the book mm. and I just want the focus on this to be like the impact in the community. I think I was okay with that. And I think that's a privilege to be like, we didn't yeah. have to get a sponsor, but if I was really trying to cut costs and think like very like money focused, then I w- probably should have like, I think that would have been the smart financial decision. Yes. But I think not my conscience is clear, but I feel really happy the way we did it. Mm. And it's really nice again, that you mentioned that you, it, comes from a place of privilege because you didn't need you didn't have to to cover those expenses and just to purely focus on the book which is really really wholesome yeah I think it's really sweet and like don't get me wrong we thought about it I think we even like maybe asked people if they knew any sponsors and then we were just like you know the energy that we're putting into this is like not worth Mm. the effort and we just want this to be about like the mission yeah cool yeah that was an expense I was not expecting to be so high and I think when you're on tour because we did a lot of touring and we went to a lot of spots I think when you're on tour it like starts to add up you know like your food is kind of you know involved yeah. and like where you're staying and then you've also got the plane tickets and it just piled on piled is it on. also because like you came from Aotearoa you came from New Zealand and we're so far away we're like a minimum like 20 hour flight from anywhere so that would be a huge cost oh absolutely like We went to New York. That's like a direct 17-hour flight. Like they're not easy, (laughs) but you get used to it. Yeah. So, Sim, I've got one more part. I have one more question. What was the best money-saving ways to run a business? Oh, the best money-saving ways to run a business. I think I'll give you you three. Mm -hmm. I think the first one is this has helped me so much. You don't have to do what other people are doing because you think you should. Like Mm. I've seen people hire 
a like podcast production manager, a podcast editor, and a podcast copywriter, and they've just started. Whoa. And I've thought to myself, I can do all those things right now. Like at the beginning, like let me be scrappy. Like I can write my own episodes. I can edit my own episodes. And I don't know what a producer does at the, in that time. So I was like, I don't know if I need that. Like mm. I feel like the goal for me is to have an episode out and I know how to record, I know how to edit, and I know how to upload. So why do I need anyone else right yeah. now? As time has gone on I've and I have more like financial movement I can see the benefit of extra people that are experts in their field Mm -hmm. but when you start a business you do not need to rely on experts and you don't need to rely on having it all figured out and having a lot of cash to pay people Mm. you can try and be in my opinion a little bit scrappy and learn how to do yourself so that when you do hire someone you actually know what you need from them Mm. and you can be like hey this is what I've been doing you're better than me at this you're going to fill the gaps and do it much better than I did but I kind of have an idea of what works so far and having an understanding of the people that you need so you're not just hiring someone and you're like oh actually I don't actually know what you need to do yeah yeah to me I think it's a waste of time to like over hire first of all it's a waste of time over hire because you're going to be like hey this is this work and it's not a 40-hour job Mm. and they're like I can do this in 20 hours and now I'm actually like wasting 20 hours of my week like twiddling my thumbs yeah and I think then it's also a disservice to those people because when times get tough like in this market a lot of companies aren't making as much money so they're letting people go that were those like sort of extra nice additions to the team that like aren't necessities anymore Mm -hmm. so if you don't over hire then you're not having to fire people that you couldn't like afford to keep when things went down and I think that's really important yeah I also really like that you've been resourceful and it's really like a testament to something that you can just figure it out like sim didn't know how to edit a podcast or do record a podcast or anything like that she just kind of figured it out and this is something that everyone can truly do this is embarrassing but i just didn't understand tiktok i did not understand that so i I still don't you know that's for another day no that's not true yeah you did an episode with me on tiktok (laughs) maya so I watched a YouTube video and it was like this woman just explaining how TikTok works. And I just watched it because I was like, I actually don't get it. Mm. And there's no shame in saying I don't understand this right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask someone or I'm going to watch a video or I'm going to pay for a course. I'm going to get a free, I don't know, Skillshare's account and Mm -hmm. watch videos online. You can make it work. So that's number one. Number two of how to be resourceful or how to be good with starting a business that doesn't need a lot of money is social media. And you'll probably find that this becomes a topic that I bring up a lot, but it didn't cost me anything to learn how to be good with social media. It didn't cost me anything to make an Instagram account and post on Girls That Invest. Canva, which I used to use and still use for like my social media content is free. So from that point of view, like I'm building a brand and a following and a community and that's not costing me anything but my time. Mm. So having that and then having a social community and growing that was in leverage and then having like people listen to the podcast was more numbers and then I could use that to then go up to brands and be like, hey, so-and-so, we have 10,000 people that listen to the podcast. I mean, now we have like 300,000, but Mm -hmm. back then we had 10,000 people that listen to the podcast. Would you like to sponsor us? And so we can like 
spend time then like expanding the team and growing and getting even better at what we do. Mm. And the third thing that I found extremely helpful to be good with my money and my business is to have a separate bank account and a separate Mm. bank card for your business. This is something that might again like cost you twenty dollars to make like and get a different debit card yep. i didn't use a credit card at that time because i was like i i want to just keep it simple and so what i would do is if and when we started making money i would then only use that card like if i needed to buy a pen for the company mm. if i needed to buy a piece of paper i mean we are paperless but if i needed <laughs> to buy anything like that i would then use the company card And so it's like all on one like separate account Mm -hmm. and your accountant or your future accountant will love you for it because if you miss it and mix it with like your personal spending, like I'm going to go to McDonald's and have lunch and then I'm going to go and pick up like a keyboard for the office, it's just too messy. Yeah. And so doing that then let me see what's coming in the business and what's going out of the business and that was life-changing. And you did that from the beginning? No, I was not smart. At the start, I was a sole proprietor which is just like a sole trader Mm -hmm. and that meant any income that I had made minus like the contractors and and other work that we did was just taxed as if I was an individual so I made a mistake in my first year because I didn't expect us to make so much money Mm -hmm. that I was like the company made like 200,000 when we started making money and then I was taxed at 200000 <laughs> So obviously not a lot of it reached my uh, final account. And my accountant was like, Jesus Christ. And then like, what is wrong with you? Like we're making a company today and like, you need to like do this properly. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just didn't realize. Like, you don't know what you don't know. It's all part of the learning. Yeah. This was like October 2021. Like mm. I was still in my own home, old home. Like we still were working together mm-hmm. at that time. Like I didn't need a separate company. Yeah. That's is what I thought. I mean, I think that's a safe because you wouldn't have thought that you would have made that much. No. Yeah. And to make a company was like $200 to register it. And I was like, I'm not spending that money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So maybe that was my third learning that I did wrong that you could learn from. Mm. Okay. Those were very insightful, Sam. Thank you. I hope you found this interesting and enjoyable if you're listening to this at home. And if I can leave you with one like piece of advice, I know this went by very quickly, but There is so much that you can do for, like, I don't want to say cheaper, but like in easier ways. Like we started with not a lot, things like the logo, we used like Canva for, things like the copywriting, we would just like spend time learning it ourselves. And then as the company grew, then I could go, okay, well, I'm actually not good at this and I'm not good at that and I'm not good at podcast editing. So let's like start getting experts to come in and help Mm -hmm. us and Mm -hmm. really expand the business. But when you start, you can wear all those hats and be the person that does it and save yourself a lot of cash. And the benefit of doing that is I was able to then turn like a $300 investment into like a million dollar company. Mm. That's awesome. It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up. Now, if you do have any feedback, please let us know. We are enjoying hearing what you have to say. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send us a DM. If you've got a business-related question, let us know. We're mm-hmm. always happy to answer whatever you're thinking. And until then, I'll see you next week, Maya. Thank you, Sim. Kakite. Bye. Bye.
And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.